When we come to look at the prophecies relating to the time of the end, we see that it is not an end of the world, but rather this order of things. It is, however, a time of judgment. Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. Ultimately, when we come to the end times, the nations are seen to be opposing God and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We can see this in Psalm 2. It reads, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. When we look at the prophecy of Zechariah in the fourteenth chapter, we see the picture filled out a little more. It reads, um, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. When we look at the scripture, there are many reasons why God would bring judgment on the nations. At the time of the flood, it was violence. At the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was complete godlessness and idleness along with a morally corrupt society. I think we would all agree that our time is just like that, and therefore ripe for God's judgments. That said, when we look at the prophecies, there is another trait that we would expect to see in the nations coming against Jerusalem. That is anti-Semitism. God brings his judgments on those nations for their treatment of the Jewish people, the people that he calls the apple of his eye. Now, this is from the book of Joel and the third chapter. For behold, in those days and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. And they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot and sold a girl for wine, that they might drink. We can clearly see that it is a prophecy for our time, as we are the people in history that have and are witnessing God's hand, quote-unquote, bringing the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. But notice the reason for God's anger, for the treatment of His people, and the dividing of His land. Listen to the wording in the New King James Version. It reads, for behold, in those days and at that time, when I shall bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. They have cast lots for my people have given a boy as payment for a harlot, and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. I find these words incredible and so completely relevant for our time. When we come to the prophecy of Ezekiel 38, it is the same story again, only with even more detail. 
We have a large confederacy of nations described and said to be coming out of the north. But again, when we read, listen to who and where these nations are coming against. This is coming in at verse 8. And after many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt, uh, thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass that at that same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods and dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lines thereof, shall say unto thee, Thou art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? And thou shalt come forth from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company, and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people Israel, as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me, when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. Thus saith the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servants the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring against thee, uh, sorry, bring thee against them? And it shall come to pass in the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath which I have spoken, surely. In that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. So it is no surprise that there has been a long history of anti-Semitism in Europe and Russia and the halls of the Vatican. It is further of no surprise that we see the same anti-Semitic character reappearing today. We'll come back to this. Now, back to Joel and the Ezekiel prophecies, there is one other thing to notice, and that is something that has been discussed much on this program and in the Bible magazine, but is bringing us to where the Bible was in the news this week. And it is the focus of Judah and Jerusalem in Joel, known and maybe narrowed slightly somewhat in Ezekiel as the mountains of Israel. These prophecies are not focusing on Tel Aviv, Haifa, Netanya, or Elat, on the coasts of Israel, but the mountains of Israel. And from previous Bible in the Newses and also previous Bible magazines, we know what a unique people there is in the mountains of Israel. Put this all together, and the prophecies written thousands of years ago paint a picture of the northern nations coming together against God's people Israel, and therefore ultimately against himself and his son. 
with a particular focus on the mountains of Israel, today the so-called West Bank, the land of the settlements. So, the newspapers this week reported the following. From the Times of Israel, an article entitled, New EU Directive Bars All Dealings with Israeli-Held Areas Over Pre-1967 Lines. And it goes on to read, Jerusalem's source calls move earthquake. Future deals with Europe will require Israel to acknowledge West Bank is outside the state. And in the article itself, it reads, A dramatic new directive published by the European Union bars its 28 members from all cooperation with Israeli entities in the West Bank and East Jerusalem. The directive sent out on June 30th and set to take effect on uh, on Friday extends to all funding, cooperation, and granting of scholarships, research, grants, and prizes. To Israeli entities in East Jerusalem and the West Bank, Haaretz reported Tuesday. And that was actually the Times quoting Haaretz. It also requires that any contracts between EU member countries and Israel henceforth include a clause stating that East, East Jerusalem and the West Bank are not part of the State of Israel. The Jerusalem Post uh, headline ran, EU officially publishes settlement guidelines despite Israeli objections. And the Haaretz itself uh, had the title, Israel warns EU ambassadors of serious crisis over new settlement guidelines. The truth is that in Europe there is what Ezekiel 35 calls a perpetual hatred of the Jewish people. So any friend that Israel thought it may have had in Europe is being shown for what it is. The problem is that this week's, uh, this week Israel's other so-called friend, the United States, has had John Kerry push both sides back to the table to talk peace. The problem is that it is assumed that Israel will have to give up territories. While it is God uh, that rules in the kingdoms of men, the book of Daniel tells us, and whatever happens, God is in control. All we know is that the mountains of Israel will stay populated with those that have been brought back from captivity. At the time of the end, the only real friend the Jewish people have is Almighty God. But when that is the case, not much else matters. Although the judgment that is so very needed is coming on this world, we must always remember the words in Peter, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. The nations will have to stand before Christ, and so will the believers. May we be motivated, all of us, when we see the prophecies fulfilling, to fill our own lamps with oil, the Word of God. This has been John Billington with you this week. Please join us again next week when, God willing, we will look for the Bible in the news.